Bronco Nation News Live is presented by RowPaint.com, the official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics. Power in people, pride in painting. Check them out at ROEPaint.com. Now, here's BJ Rains. Hey, how we doing, Boise State fans? Happy Tuesday to you here at Bronco Nation News. BroncoNationNews.com. It's Tuesdays with Tuss. We got Jay Tuss, sports director. Over at KTVB, we're both mourning another uh, tough loss for our uh, big league baseball teams. Uh, Mariners fall. At least you guys went to extra innings. Cardinals were never really in it from the start once again. And uh, Cardinals now 3-7, and seven, by the way, Jay, so not, not a great start. We're not better. We're 4-7, and seven, so back-to-back <laughs> extra inning losses, heartbreakers. I can guarantee you the weekend of April 20th, one of our teams will not get swept. Well, one of our teams will – at least one of our teams will win because yeah. they're playing each other, so they can't both lose on the same day. There we go. But, uh, Last half full on, yeah. uh, on, on the BNN show. That's what we try to do here. But uh, we got a lot to get to. We're going to get Jay's thoughts and reactions from the spring game. Uh, I do want to uh, talk a little bit of Boise State basketball as well as, as they continue to try to build this uh, super team and some reaction that we got from um, my uh, story yesterday. I'm curious Jay's thoughts on it. And then uh, as we wrap up the show, Justin Schultz, the uh, softball coach of Boise State, is going to join us live, preview their doubleheader tomorrow against Nevada. Broncos 7-1 uh, and one in conference play. And uh, they added that conference tournament this year, Jay. So there's two teams. They only play twice to, to save the, the two games. And uh, one of them is Nevada, which will be here for kind of a weird midweek doubleheader tomorrow. And we'll uh, preview it with Coach Schultz. But uh, a little bit of a rough start for, for them. And, and obviously played a lot of hard teams uh, earlier in the season. But uh, now that they're in conference play, it looks like uh, the, the rough start's kind of paying off for them because they're now 7-1 and one and three games up in the league standings. Yeah, and they are absolutely raking right now. I mean, they're one of the best offenses – in the entire country. Kelsey Hall, I don't know who's going to contend with her for Mountain West Player of the Year because right now it looks like she's going to try to run away with that award. Um, This team is no joke, and you mentioned they stacked their schedule early with some tough competition. They are absolutely reaping the benefits of it now. And, you know, one thing that, you know, on, on their version of Selection Sunday last year that kept them probably on the outside looking in at the NCAA tournament was, um, the fact that their strength of schedule wasn't wasn't great. And, you know, they, they took some lumps early in the year, but their strength of schedule is like top 20 in the country when they went into league play. So they are in a – it seems like they're in a really, really good spot right now if they can just keep up what they're doing to, uh, to get to the tournament. Well, again, we'll talk to Coach Schultz live uh, about 925 at the end of the show uh, today. I uh, do want to mention uh, we're broadcasting from the Cutwater Spirits Mobile Studios. More than 30 flavors of pre-mixed premium cocktails. You can pick one up at your local gas station or grocery store. And if you are watching on YouTube, we would love for you to subscribe to that YouTube channel, youtube.com slash News. Uh, if you're on YouTube already, you can just click the uh, subscribe like button at the bottom of the screen. We would love to have you as we continue to build the uh, the YouTube channel. If you're watching on Facebook or Twitter, we ask that you please flip over to the YouTube channel and uh, download our app as well. It's in the App Store and Google Play, and uh, you can have one-touch uh, coverage of Boise State Athletics by uh, downloading the new Bronco Nation News app in your App Store or Google Play. Uh, Jay, I did want to briefly touch on basketball because I thought it was kind of a harmless, uh, you know, column that I wrote yesterday about uh, Max Rice. And, you know, there's they're trying to build this super team and there's some talk about how many scholarships they have left and how many players are they trying to get. And, you know, there's probably some news coming in the next couple of days here about a forward. Uh, you know, they've been they've been targeting another, uh, you know, post player slash center 
Um, and, and, you know, that's great. And they have one scholarship left to do that right now. But you know, yesterday I saw a couple uh, guards still linked to Boise State that they're recruiting. And so uh, I tweeted something about this is interesting because they don't have any spots left at the moment. So somebody else is leaving or something's going on. And right away, I got two more responses, uh, you know, basically ripping the fact that Max Rice was still on scholarship when he could be going to school for free because his dad's the coach. And so I'll be completely honest. That's been out there a while that kind of uh, take Jay, you know, oh, he can go to school for free. Why is he on scholarship? You know, do it for the betterment of the team. But I had never actually like looked and done the research. Is it actually free for him to go to school? And so I, you know, with the help of our friend Mike Walsh over at Boise State, I uh, got my hands on some of the documents and took a look at it and basically found out that not only is it not free, first of all, you only get 65%. So everyone says, oh, it's free tuition because his dad's a coach. Well, uh, you get 65% off. So to begin with, it's only 35%, uh, you know, 65% discount. You still have to pay 35% of the tuition. Uh, and that is for one kid. And they already have another kid on the team, Cade Rice, that is taking advantage of that uh, stipulation. So Max Rice would get no discount at all. You'd have to pay 100% of his tuition. Uh, and that's not counting the cost of attendance stipend, which is over $5,000. The living expenses stipend, which is a 6000 a semester. They give them a stipend for their books and fees and things like that. Um, so the total cost comes out to uh, $28,700, uh, almost $29,000 that, that uh, w- would go away essentially for Max Rice. And he would have to come up with himself to, to stay eligible for the team next year and be able to you know play. And now, I don't think we're arguing can Leon Rice afford that. I mean, he's a millionaire. He has plenty of money. If he chooses to do that, that is great. Uh, the point that I was mostly making was just the fact these people that say it's free, it's not free. It's, it's $29,000. And with that, I don't think anyone should be criticized for not wanting to pay twenty nine thousand dollars to, you know, for that to happen. So um, I get it. You know, and even Jordan K posted an article where uh, Greg McDermott, you know, paid for his son's tuition the last year because there was a a weird scenario where they got a sixth year for one of the players and they didn't have a spot for him. Uh, And so for one year, Greg McDermott, you know, had put, uh, you know, an All-American uh, back as a walk-on and, and that's awesome he should be commended for that that's great if he wants to do it but if he had said no I'm not doing it or or if that thought hadn't come up I, I don't think that um you know I don't think Greg McDermott should have been criticized for it so uh, I got some flack on Twitter Jay I'm curious where you are on this uh you know and again I, people are calling me a Leon Rice apologist and all this kind of stuff and and, and even afterwards you know when I put it out there people still thought it was um you know oh that's nothing it's an investment that he can make for the betterment of the team and um, and like I said, Jordan K even disagreed with what I wrote and that's great. You know, it, it's, that's this healthy debate and that's why you, everybody has an opinion. Um, you know, but, but where do you stand, I guess, on the 14th scholarship potentially of moving Max Rice to a walk on if, if the right. Um, I think, I, I, I think I have your biggest, um, your, your, your fact error on this. Okay. You said at the very beginning, you thought it was relatively harmless. <laughs> the discussion did you, you really think it was going to be relatively harmless um I, I guess i guess i guess maybe at the end i took more of a, a stance i guess when i was when i started doing the research the original yeah. po- the original post was just going to be to say no it's not free here's how much it actually costs so stop saying that uh, it's going to be free when it's not and then as i was writing it and thought about it i was like and, and there's no reason why he you know does, do, do people that say that, do they want, can I criticize them for not giving back 3% of their salary to their, to their job? You know, I mean, I, I get it. Um, I just, I, and I guess, you know, and, and I know some people said, Oh, well, if he wins a tournament game, he gets a bigger bonus than what he would pay to, um, you know, do that. 
good for him. That's great. Just because he has the, but just because he, you know, if he wants, I'm not saying he shouldn't do it. I'm saying if you have the money, great, that's fine. Go do it. Help it out. It's a unique circumstance for this year. If you think there's a player, if you think there's a player out there that would be a difference maker for this team, sure, go do it. But for for fans to that, I don't think many of them would do the same thing, whether they say they would or not. To to sit there and criticize and say that it, it, you know whether they're selfish or they're not doing what's best for the team and, and, and they're making a mistake to not want to um, essentially, you know, pay for another player to come in on scholarship. I, I just, um, I, I, you know, again, if you want to do it, great, but I don't think they should be criticized for not doing it. I guess my, uh, my take on this is um, I don't, I think Max has earned it. Like, I, I mean, I really That's a whole other part of it. That's a whole other part of it. I think I really do think it can be that simple. And another part of it is, you know, it almost makes it sound like Leon isn't invested in the program. And that couldn't be further from the case because uh, as you and I know, Leon probably could have jumped ship a couple of times for a bigger payday elsewhere. Like he, he could have done it, but he, he stayed at Boise State. He, he loves the circumstances at Boise State. I, I really believe he believes in the future of, of his program. So, and on top of that, too, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that Leon is a Leon and Robin are both members of the well, are members of the Lyle Smith Society. Yes, so, isn't that right? Yes. So that's a twenty-five thousand dollar commitment over a five-year period from um, a, a coach that's in the program. I mean, he doesn't necessarily have to do that. Yeah. And that's, this would know, cost twenty-nine thousand. He's already given twenty-five back already. Yeah, um, and so it, it's. I, I just don't I, I don't think that it really needs to be a, a, a super complicated argument. Um, if there was some perfect scenario out there where all of a sudden, you know, Caleb Love says, I'm not going to go to Michigan. I actually want to go to Boise State. Bronny I James. Bet you some, what's that? Bronny James. Yeah, I bet you somewhere then they would obviously have a conversation. I, I would guarantee it. But. I just don't know if that that situation is out there. And I know that, you know, there have been guards linked to Boise State, but if they get another commit and they take their final scholarship spot and they have no more scholarships, I don't know, you know, what the chances are of them landing another guard, let's say, um, without a scholarship available. Like, I, I just feel like somebody would have to fall off the roster. And the only reason why I say that, there are only so many minutes to go around. And when you look at some of these guards that are linked to Boise state, I, I don't think they're going to go to a place that they know they're not going to be contributors. Right. And, and I just, so I, I, the likelihood of them having to take max off scholarship to add a, add a player that can actually, will actually come to Boise state and contribute. I just, I don't know the likelihood of that. I mean, super big hypothetical. It probably isn't even fair, but let's just say that they were full on scholarships last year, but they really wanted Mozilla. So they took Matt. What if they took Max off scholarship last year to add Mosilla, who, you know, barely even played for him? Like, how how would that be any more fair than the situation that you know you're you're proposing? So, um, you know, I, I, yeah, it's. I don't know. I, I think that I, I really do think the conversation can be as simple as Max is an all conference player. He's earned it. I don't think it needs to be any more complicated than that. If yeah. Some situation comes up where, um, like I said, I, I would assume that if some crazy situation came up where they knew that they could like just take the next step as a roster, I, I would assume that that conversation would be had. But 
that's again, that's an extreme situation that I just don't think anybody can predict. So it probably hasn't even been thought about at this point. And I had it in my column. I guess I used the word prestige or something, and some hater, you know, some people got got a hold of that that phrase, or whatever. But there is something about being a scholarship player. And Max Rice started as a walk on, proved himself, got a scholarship. And just because his dad is a millionaire or has the funds doesn't mean he should all of a sudden uh, have to be a walk-on. He, he's right. earned the scholarship, and um, he's earned the right to you know, be one of the best players in the Mountain West. And so, uh, I, I would assume over the years, BJ, over the years, I know that you know Leon Rice's salary is public, so we all know what it is. I would assume, though, that he isn't the wealthiest dad of a player, uh, maybe even on the current team, but definitely over the years, right? And so if it's about money, I mean, I know that he's the head coach of this team and it, and it could impact his success and his track record. But like if now the argument is that he's well paid, then I, I mean, why why shouldn't another rich dad's pick up his kid's salary then? I, yeah, I, yeah, his, his exactly. I, I don't know. I just honestly, I didn't really know this was a big argument at the moment. I, I did not. I didn't really even know that, BJ. So like. Um, I was just random. I was late to the party, man. I did not see this until Everybody I was loves you on there. social media. Right. So you don't, you don't get the, uh, the negative, uh, tweets and stuff that I do sometimes. I guess, but I, just, I didn't really know that, that, uh, that equation, but yeah. Well, it's popped up, I'd say, at, at times during roster discussions and things in previous years. And then yesterday when I did say, oh, it's interesting, they're still linked to guards, uh, including the one from UC Irvine, which is the one I think I retweeted. Uh, I said, this is interesting. And then that's when two more people said, well, they have a, they'd have a spot for him. Max Rice just went back to be a, went to be a walk-on again like he should be. Um, and then it then it you know spiraled into people saying Max, you know, it's nepotism that he's even on the team and that he didn't earn his scholarship. And uh, you know, then they they they're uninformed about Cade Rice being on the team taking up a spot as well um, when he is a walk on. Um, so I mean, Jared says uh, I hate the term giving back. It assumes he took something. Coach Rice earned his money. Max earned his scholarship. Uh, totally, uh, totally agree with that. Uh, Kurt says uh, great piece. Appreciate that. Um, the Max and Leon haters aren't really Bronco fans. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, Dayton says you keep it in the back pocket to use if the right player comes along, but it shouldn't be expected. Uh, just my opinion though. Um, and again, you know, then, then it got into, you know, coaches sons and you can go down the list. I mean, Jim Bayheim son was on the team and we know about Alford and you've had Jim Laranega and Eddie Sutton. And I mean, it goes, it goes on and on and, and Craig right. Neal. I mean, it's, it's a very common occurrence for a coach's son to be on the team. And I, I think Max last year, I mean, the dude single-handedly won a game against a team that played in the national championship game. And um, I, if anybody is still questioning the validity of Max Rice now in terms of not only being on the team, but his playing time and earning a scholarship, then you haven't been paying attention to the games. Yeah. I mean, uh, Max is, there's a great chance Max gets preseason Mountain West player of the year votes next year. I mean, I, I somebody out there would, and that would be a perfectly legitimate argument considering the way that he played, considering the talent that's coming back around the league, considering that, you know, Boise State next year is, I mean, if they're not picked to win the conference, they're they're definitely top top three, probably top two even. Like, so um, because of the run San Diego State went on and, and their history, they might get the nod, but it's it's well warranted. It, yeah, well, I just – I wanted to bring it up briefly because I did uh, – I got a lot of stuff on Twitter about it. The main point, like I said, is it's not free. They would have yeah. to pay full tuition for Max Rice. And you could argue, hey, he has the money. He can still do it. Money's not the option. Who cares if he has to pay? And if that's your stance, you're entitled to that. That's fine. But at least have the facts correct when you're saying on you know social media, oh, he's being selfish or whatever, taking a spot when it would be free because his dad's a, a – te- no, 
One kid, one kid gets the discount, not two, and it's only 65%. And that also does not apply to the other parts of the stipend, which is actually the bigger deal in terms of the, um, you know, cost of attendance and, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, we'll see what happens with the spot. If a spot opens up, you never know. But I, I think that they get one more big guy, and I think it's a heck of an offseason here. Um, but, you know, they're always recruiting, and maybe a guy that we're not expecting to leave leaves. Or maybe a spot opens up, and that's why we're recruiting him. But I would not expect Max Rice to go back to walk on so they can add some guy that, as you said, might be a sixth or seventh man on this team. Yep. Um, but um, we'll see. We'll see moving forward. Hey, RoePaint.com, our title sponsor, ROEPaint.com. They're booking for those concrete coatings. The one-day install is five times stronger than epoxy. Check them out. Get more information. Book your free appointment to get that estimate at ROEPaint.com. With the Florida Boise, trade in. They will uh, buy your used vehicle even if you don't buy from them, which is crazy. I don't know why you wouldn't want to do what the Reigns family did, purchase a vehicle from them. We're very happy uh, with our F-150. But if you don't want to buy from them, you can head on in, and uh, they will make a cash offer on the spot for your vehicle. View their, view their full inventory of vehicle. Get more information at LithiaFordBoise.com. At Idaho Central Credit Union, ICCU.com, the best in mobile e-branch online banking. Check them out, ICCU.com. Do it more than half a million Idahoans have done of late and make the switch to ICCU.com. And if you're looking for a job, how about TCS? Transportation Compliance Service can help you out. Transcomservice.com, every step of the way to get into the trucking industry transcompservice.com before we get to our special guest jay here in a couple of moments i did want to get a quick thought from you on the spring game what was your thought on the spring game your thoughts on uh and green ashton genty the defense wherever you want to take it um you know Taylor's performance was okay i would say you go back and you look at a couple of those throws maybe a little bit off target maybe you know i, I would say a couple of them you know would have been difficult catches for his receivers but they probably are going back and watching film thinking like man i probably could have came down with that um steph cops had one where he tried to climb the ladder in the end zone and couldn't quite haul it in nine of 20 probably want to be a little more efficient than that obviously um but i thought uh and this is not a quarterback controversy by any means but i i think that one of my biggest takeaways in all honesty was that maddox madsen seems like he could be a perfectly good um, number two quarterback for the Boise State football team this year. And, you know, because of his size, I think that you want to count him out a little bit, a little bit, not saying you, but just generally. Um, and he looked really good. Like he just looked like he was in command. He didn't look overwhelmed. Everything he did was very fluid. He was eight of 10 for 97 yards. Um, I just, I was actually pretty impressed with Maddox Madsen in the scrimmage, especially because we just haven't seen a lot of him in, in many live situations. Right. Um, outside of that, man, Ashton Genty is a freaking dude and him and George Halani are just going to be an unbelievable duo in the backfield come this fall, 167 yards and three touchdowns on five touches. Like, and the thing about Ashton, like he made it look easy. Like he was barely even touched on his three touchdowns. He, he made it look easy. So um, how big is the hype going to get on Ashton Genty it's with, with three or four months to go here until the season starts? And, and I'll, I'll, throw this out, I'll throw this out to you real quick. John Mallory, I mean, what, what do you think the Vegas line would be on who leads the team in rushing yards this year? Because uh, there are, you know, people like Johnny truly believe that Ashton Genty is, is the better running back and will lead the team in rushing this year and end up being the featured back by the end of the season. I'm not sure, as we talked about last week, if I'm quite ready to go there yet. Yeah. Um, but uh, who do you think would be the, the Vegas favorite? And if it's pretty close, you know, some teams don't have a number one because they don't have anybody. You know, the old saying, if you, if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. But, I mean, in this case – 
you said maybe they could be the two preseason all Mountain West running backs. Uh, I mean, this is a a plethora of riches here for for Bush Hamden on offense. Yeah, the the Broncos, since I've been covering them, have never been um, in a situation like this in the backfield. Like it's it's crazy, man. I still think that George leads the team in rushing. You know, George probably gets us a few more of those. Um, if he's, you know, when he's since he's the starter, he probably gets a few more of those like short yardage type carries where maybe it drops down your yards per carry average. But I mean, when when Dirk Cutter took over last year, George's numbers and his efficiency went through the freaking roof. And so I, I think it's perfectly okay to be intrigued and impressed by Ashton Genty, but don't let the newest shiniest object also, um, you know, steal all your attention from a guy like George Helani who can absolutely roll. And if he stays healthy, George Helani is going to have a massive, massive season for this Boise State football team. There's not a doubt in my mind. Well, we'll have all uh, all summer to talk football. Uh, in May, we'll start our uh, some of our look at some of the key players, some of the key questions. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll, we'll talk a little more about it on Friday uh, as well. But uh, going to talk a little softball here in just a minute with Coach Justin Schultz. First, want to tell you about Boise Dentistry Co. If you're looking for a new dentist, full family dentistry, Boise Dentistry Co. makes it an enjoyable experience going to the dentist. Dr. Minert, his staff do a tremendous job. The Reigns family happy that we made the switch to Boise Dentistry Co. 906-1255. Check them out online. Find one of their five Treasure Valley locations at BoiseDentistryCo.com. You're looking for business insurance. And we got a lot of business owners or folks that uh, work with the business insurance for their business that watch these shows. 229-8222, UnitedCommercialInsurance.com. They can write business policy insurance in 44 states around the country. So pretty much wherever you're watching from, they can help you out. United Commercial Insurance, they make business insurance easy. Check them out, UnitedCommercialInsurance.com. Ridley's Family Markets, they got 13 locations in the state of Idaho. Go download their new app in your uh, phone, smartphone, you go into one of their 13 Idaho locations, you get up to 40% savings using the new Ridley's app. Check them out. Find a location near you at shopridleys.com. You're looking for some new Boise State gear for that softball doubleheader tomorrow? Get out to the Blue and Orange store, theblueandorangestore.com. If you're not in the area, you can get free shipping on any order over $40. If you are in the area, go over to Boise Town Square Mall on the second floor. And 11 to 1 on Saturday, they got a cool event with Taylor Green, where Taylor Green will be signing some cards and some things at the Blue and Orange store Saturday morning. Check Taylor Green's uh, social media for some more information on that. But the Blue and Orange store hosting Taylor Green on Saturday and Bowser real estate number one ranked realtor in the treasure Valley is Matt Bowser. Check him out. Bowser real No home is too big or too small for Matt and his team. Bowser real And if you're uh, great weather yesterday, starting to warm up a little bit. If you need a golf course, check out Timberstone golf course, play timberstone.com. You can book your tee time. You get a private lesson with Tad, uh, work on your short game and their uh, putting green uh, chipping area. PlayTimberstone.com, not the drive out to Caldwell, worth every second for one of the best public courses in the Valley. Check them out, PlayTimberstone.com. Jay, uh, you were talking about um, potential player of the year candidate. I mean, maybe a potential coach of the year candidate. I can't believe you didn't uh, give love for for Justin Schultz on that. I can't believe you went with the New Mexico coach uh, earlier before hey, Justin this, in came case, on. But, uh, in this case, uh, coaches are truly only as good as their players, in my opinion. I would have to agree with that, Jay. I just stand there and smile at third base most days. Dude, BJ, I didn't know. I didn't know Schultz was going to be listening to that comment. Jeez. He, uh, I told him nine twenty-five. We got to him right at nine twenty-five, but he's been on for about five minutes, so I feel bad that we didn't get to him sooner. Uh, but uh, we are having a coach on that's been ejected from a game this season. I thought that was uh, that might be a first as well. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Most, like I said, most days I'm smiling over at third base. 
Seven and one in conference play, though, Coach. You got the doubleheader against Nevada tomorrow. Uh, first time we've had a chance to, to catch up with you this year. I mean, I know um, the record maybe at least to start the season early on wasn't what you, you would hope for or some fans thought it might be. But we, as we were talking about earlier before you came on at the beginning of the show, you obviously challenged yourself in the non-conference, and that's paying off now uh, with a seven and one record here in conference play. Uh, what, what's kind of the, the state of uh, the state of your team at this point? Yeah, I mean, we're rolling with a lot of confidence. I think we set our schedule up early in the year to not necessarily win every single game, but to be battle-tested and go through some uh, adversity early on. And uh, we definitely hit that. We uh, played some of the best pitchers in the country. We faced some of the best offenses in the country, but it set us up nicely to start conference and roll through. We got, I mean, we got to take care of UNLV at their place and sweep them, which was a big series for us. And, and UNLV's playing much better softball. Colorado State, another team that's really solid. So to, to get two really tough teams out of the way and still be at seven and one has been a good start for us. Justin, you know, this might be a tough question to answer, but when you think of like the premier offense in the, you know, over the last 10 years in, in college softball, like who is it in your opinion? Yeah. You got to look at Oklahoma for sure. When you look at the, those types of numbers they've been put up for the past five or six years. Okay. So the reason why I bring that up is because you look at home runs per game, you guys are averaging 1.81 per game. Um, Oklahoma and Vatek are the only two teams in the country averaging more. You want to look at slugging percentage. Oklahoma is one. Boise State is two. Runs per game. Oklahoma is one. Boise State is three. I mean, what is it like to even be in that company right now as you kind of crack a little bit of a grin? Yeah, I mean, it's it's always an honor. I mean, you, you look at it and, and our first year, I thought we had a really good offensive year. We lost some key pieces in Lawler and Sang, and then it's like, how do you recreate that? And I think the young ones have really stepped up. You look at Mackenzie Hanna uh, going into center field and really being a catalyst for us. Autumn Bennett having a huge senior year right now. Um, it's It's been a total team effort, but I attribute it to our players. They, they bust their butt every single day in practice, and um, we'll give a little credit to some elevation, too. It's always nice playing in New Mexico and here at Boise, getting our home games going. But uh, uh, it's been a fun ride so far. We just got to keep it rolling with Nevada tomorrow. And I was going to say, so maybe that home run that Hutchins bounced off the fence, you know, maybe, maybe that is, hits off the wall, you know, if you're not at that type of elevation, you know, last week in New Mexico. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know whether to give you credit for motivating her or if you missed something early in the season. But Kelsey Hall, who was like phenomenal for you last year, got off to a really slow start this year. Two for 19, um, was kind of in and out of the starting lineup. And ever since that two for 19 start, she is hitting 670. And no, that is not a typo. I mean, to be 20 for her last 29 with seven bombs, she's slugging like 1,200 or something in this stretch. Um what happened with her and how dialed in is she right now? I mean, have you ever seen a player do what she's doing over these last two, three weeks? Uh, no. I mean, what, she, what she's been doing, we, we knew she's special. I think part of it's confidence. Uh, early on, we played a tough schedule. And, and, and I, we talked, and I had a quick pull on her at times. We needed to go with a defensive lineup at times. And so for her, she didn't get as many opportunities because of how deep we are offensively. Um, but she worked hard, and when she got back in the lineup, she she's shown why she shouldn't leave the lineup for the rest of the year. And so now what she's doing has been very, very impressive. And so I told somebody the other day, I think the, the idiot right in the lineup uh, probably cost her a few home runs here and there. 
Hey, I know what that's like now. I was working on the lineup earlier this morning. I got a game tonight for the uh, eight-year-old uh, Mets. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling we're 0-1 and we scored one run uh, in our first game, Coach. So I know I'm already feeling the heat in terms of uh, trying to trying to get the lineup going. And I did text you for a lineup, a little lineup help. Uh, but I'm going against the strategy tonight because uh, we we tried it in the first game. And I, we'll, we'll, I, I'm going to switch the lineup up a little bit. Jay, I was getting lineup tips from Coach Schultz here, so he he's. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him credit for my turnaround as well if it happens. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess gonna, you're gonna mercy rule the team tonight. Then well, we, does the odds say that you got a great chance of it? I, I took his advice and we lost 13 to one. So I'm gonna mix it up. Uh, I'm gonna mix it up tonight and see see who the better coach is. Here How are you gonna do that to him, BJ? <laughs> I, told, I told you my motto, BJ. If you can't hit, get hit. So <laughs> get on the plate and wear some pitches for him. You know, it is a little tough to tell an eight-year-old to go up there and don't swing the bat. So, so we're, we're just wanting them to have a little fun. But, uh, no, you, you know, speaking of pitching, um, seven of the last ten games, you guys have given up three runs or less. I know we're talking about the offense here, but uh, the pitching, your pitching has been pretty good as well. Yeah, we once again started out a little bit rough. Um, we were trying to figure out how to piece it all together. Um, some of those early losses, like I really go back and I look at UCF. We learned a lot um, about what we should be doing with our staff. Uh use Taylor a little bit too early in that game. Like, so we've, we've found Taylor can not only start, but she can close. And then same thing with Lindsay. Um, so they, they complement each other nicely and really figuring out how the staff molds together. Um, but at this point in the season, we are who we are and you're going to see those two a lot. Um, the remaining 15 games we'll, we'll sprinkle in Brooke Thompson and um, Casey Aguanaga. But um, for the most part, you're looking at those two and they're, we're going to go as far as they continue to grow for us. Well, one more for me. I mean, the doubleheader tomorrow, kind of a weird Wednesday doubleheader, starts at noon, the first game. Um, just, I guess, uh, the reasoning behind this with the scheduling in the conference tournament, and I guess what are your thoughts on on playing the uh, only two teams uh, two times, I guess, and, and how that uh, impacts things because you lost the game already, uh, not being able to finish that series against Colorado State. Yeah, I think everybody in the conference is not a fan of the doubleheader. You don't want to go into a day and really potentially you could play one bad day and have two losses. Um, it doesn't set you up for the most success, but I think at the end of the day, everybody in the conference um, outside of, I think, one team has to do it. So uh, we just got to figure out a way to get through 14 innings tomorrow. Uh, Justin, just kind of a, I want a, a bigger picture question here for you. You know, you, you look at the new scoreboard over it, um, the new video board, I should say, over at your guys' park. Uh, you know, we hear that, you know, there might be upgrades and other things on the way. You look at your roster, you're you're relatively young. I mean, you're going to have some of these players around for a little while. A shout-out to a local um, gal named Sydney Groves, who's, I mean, as a true freshman, she might be the best player to ever come here. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that another day. But just how I guess how excited are you for the for the future of this and, and where it's trending right now? Yeah, it's it's been awesome. We're running with the momentum. Our our recruiting classes get better and better. I thought our our twenty two class, which is Sydney's class, I thought was awesome. Um, our twenty three class, we're extremely excited about. We've already locked up our twenty fours for the most part. Um, and then it's really what what can the transfer portal uh, do to continue to help us? I think is a big one. Uh, Boise is a beautiful place, and I think that's been a huge success for it. But I, I think. We don't want to just be in the mix for winning a conference championship once. We want to be able to, like, people have to go through Boise to win this thing. 
Coach, 20 and 11 overall. We mentioned seven and one in league play. Um, you know, obviously, uh, with the conference tournament now, the, the number one seed doesn't get the uh, automatic bid that maybe it would in the past. So, what is kind of the, uh, for someone that's been watching spring football or doing things and kind of jumping in right now to softball here for the last couple of weeks? Uh, what, 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 what do fans need to know? And what is kind of the outlook for you guys? And obviously, the big goal is to get back to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I mean, every game matters. We got uh, eight home games or nine home games left the rest of the way. Weather should be better. Um, we've put ourselves in a at-large bid as well. If we don't win the conference tournament, I, I expect we should be in the mix for it. But we're sitting at, I think, 35 in the RPI right now. We're 31 in one of the other ranking systems, which puts puts us on the map. Um, so our fans need to get out there and support us and, and create that home environment that uh, can really be the edge. Well, Coach, uh, before we let you go, I know you, I know you study a lot of game tape. You, you analyze a lot of things. I, I wanted you to analyze this golf shot for us right here. Um, <laughs> you, can, you can choose the attire. You can choose the, the size of his shirt. You can choose the swing. Any, anything you'd like, the floor is yours. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was sitting in my uh, golf cart right when he took that swing. Uh, oh, no, that might be a different hole. Never mind. But that's not a bad swing. I think he's leaning back a little bit too much trying to hit those bombs. Jay, on that front foot a little bit. I'll give Jay the uh, the last word here. Then. <laughs> That's way worse right here. Par, par five, and we are hitting fairway wood. Now, hold on a second here. Before we get – let's just remember the post message here. Is the center of the fairway good, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good day. I'm excited for that again this year, BJ. Well, I'm hoping, you can't, I'm hoping you're in the College World Series, right, and you can't make it. That, that's the goal. Yeah. But uh, if it works out and we can have you out there, we'd love to have you. What was the uh, – by the way, this picture here, was this when you told Jay there was coleslaw on his sandwich, or what was, what, was, what was the deal here? I'm pretty sure that was right before Jay had to announce I was closest to the pin. Uh, and I'm sure – I think Kalen Downs was in that tournament as well. I'm not 100% sure, but <laughs> – Yes, you're, you're absolutely 100% sure. <laughs> <laughs> JP. You did win closest to the pin, though, but then you you uh, gave it to somebody else who ended up being in Jay's group, right, Jay? I think that's right, actually. Yeah. What a nice guy Justin Schultz is. Golly, man. Yeah, go buy a ticket, watch his team this week or on, on Wednesday. <laughs> I appreciate that. We appreciate you coming on, Justin. Looking forward to catching up again a uh, time or two down the road here as you guys continue to uh, – Work towards the uh, Mountain West Championship and that spot in the NCAA tournament. You got a doubleheader tomorrow starting at noon. Then you go on the road uh, it's Saturday, correct, at San Jose State. Uh, so a big week for you guys to continue uh, on with the winning ways. And, uh, yeah, noon, noon what, you mentioned the weather getting better, so hopefully you get some big crowds tomorrow out at uh, Donna Larson Park. Uh, uh, the great Colin Mitchell will be out there tomorrow. So looking forward to, to coverage at Bronco Nation News, bronconationnews.com. And uh, good luck, Justin. Get two wins, and we appreciate you coming on, sir. All right, thank you. I appreciate you guys. There he is, Justin Schultz. Uh, Jay, always enjoy having uh, Justin on, and and uh, it's pretty obvious what he's done with this softball program in a short time here. Yeah, yeah, they're unbelievable. Seriously, one of the best offenses in the country. If you go sit in the outfield grass uh, behind the fence, bring your glove because you're probably going to get a souvenir. <laughs> well, uh, we appreciate uh, Coach Schultz coming on. We appreciate everybody for watching. Jay, appreciate you as always. We'll do it again on Friday. Again, noon is the doubleheader tomorrow for softball if anybody is interested in checking that out, and hopefully uh, they will. And uh, thanks to uh, Boise State for helping set up that interview. Have a great rest of your day. There might be some basketball news coming at some point. I think tomorrow is – well, tomorrow is signing day. I think they'll have at least one signing. And I think uh, Coach Rice may be doing some media stuff tomorrow as well. So uh, we'll continue the basketball discussion uh, as they wrap up spring football. I think today is actually technically, Jay, the last spring football practice 
but there's no media or anything associated with that as they wrap up the spring. So uh, a lot still to get to. It's going to be a long offseason, but a fun offseason as we kind of count down the days towards that Washington game uh, in or, or the first weekend of September. So, uh, Jay, appreciate your time as always, and we'll do it again Friday. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Bronco Nation News Live, bronconationnews.com.